Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The holidays are right around the corner, and if you are looking for a great gift for the dance lover in your life, we have the perfect place to start. As longtime listeners know, we have covered so many great dance books on the podcast, so we have compiled a list of our absolute favorites. Check out our COD reading list at the link in the description of this episode or on our website, conversationsondancepod.com. This list has over 20 titles from Friends of the Pod and some of our longtime favorites for essential reading. Support Friends of the Pod this holiday season while supporting us too. Shop the COD reading list now. Our friends at Trey McIntyre Projects have launched a new website, but it's not what you think. TreyCool.com, spelled T-R-E-Y-C-O-O-L.com, is a curated funhouse of what is happening in creativity in the digital realm. It's a non-linear dive into the unknown organized by serendipity and happy surprises. New posts every day, Monday through Friday. Check out TreyCool.com for a daily dose of fun and inspiration. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. Last week in episode 262, we talked with choreographer Kyle Abraham about his new work that premiered on December 4th at Stanford Live called Requiem, Fire in the Air of the Earth. After chatting with Kyle, we knew we had to follow up with his musical collaborator, Jay Lynn, to hear more about her work and the process of creating the score for Requiem. More information on upcoming performances at Stanford Live available on their website, live.stanford.edu, or click the link in the description of this episode. Jalen, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we are so excited to talk to you. And um, we want to start at the beginning like we do with all of our guests. You know, we have usually have on ballet dancers, choreographers, but your path is a little different. And I just want to hear a little bit about um, uh, how you first became interested in music and what your personal involvement with uh, the art form was. Um, I became, well, I was, I had an interest in music very early. Um, just my uh, palette was very, it was it was pretty versatile 
you know, because of the what the music my parents that the, they listen to, the parents, the my that goodness, what my parents listen to, and they just exposed me to, and still exposed me, you know, just to so many things. And um, my father's a big jazz lover. My mom is definitely she loves jazz, but she loves um, like you know, like the R and B. She loves like. Um, blues and just um did like folk music so I just like my it was pretty like the things that I was listening to was basically like their era a lot of it and then I always think that their era is way better than my era of course <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's kind of where you know that started but how I was involved with the uh with, with the Mozart piece with Kyle is we course I was the I was the composer but Kyle had actually like our first introduction was actually it wasn't an introduction he actually used my music and actually a piece that he was working on um before we started working on this one so he was familiar with my work and he then reached out and was like I want you you know he, he wanted me to work particularly on this piece on this the record and I was very you know excited about it and it was Mozart Bay is very Mozart based so you know I was sampling from um I forgot the name of like the original album because the title is really long and um but there was a particular album that he wanted me to sample from and so I did that and then I made um 11 pieces of music for the dance piece and we were we what was so just profound about it was that imagine you're creating for a piece that you really don't even know is going to not just is it going to happen but how is it going to work because you're not in rehearsal together right can't meet anyone for rehearsal this was a, it was a totally new circumstance and we were working under a lot of no's right you can't and you can't and we can't and you know we were working under so many um you know, restrictions. Right. And the fact that we, when, when that piece was over, when we, when we performed it at Stanford, we just fell in each other's arms because we couldn't believe it worked. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it was, just, yeah. was the origin of the piece, were you already creating this? Um, like, did this happen during COVID that, that Kyle approached you? Happened. The whole thing. So well, you, you before, never not, wrote a note before that. Well, not the right. approach. Okay. Part, okay. But it was right before COVID started. So it was like mm-hmm. right on the crest of like I remember being on the road with Third Coast Percussion in New York. And then I got um March 8th. I'll never forget March 8th, 2020, and then everything shut down like the next day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it and then knowing that we had Kyle and I had this piece coming up, we were just like, yo, you know, how are we going to put this off? <laughs> and, and in that though, he and I became such good friends. And then he became, then we became each other's family because we we were, we just do wellness checks on each other all the time. Mm. It has nothing to do with music, the business, nothing. It's just, mm-hmm. hey, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. How is everything? Do you need to talk? Like it became that because and then that's where i think the essence of the way we work together now that was the root of it of us being in such a trying time of not knowing 
And it actually, it, it was, it felt like the worst situation, but it had the best, best outcome of he and I's collaboration. Right. The worst part was actually the best part. Right. And this is the end result of it being the best part, but going through hell trying to make it work. Right. So was yeah. there an initial, um, you mentioned it's the idea kind of came about be- right before COVID. Was there an initial time that it was supposed to be performed that then passed? Oh, and so, th- yeah. yeah, probably a few, Many right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were supposed to actually be done. Um, the performance was supposed to happen in so actually it was, okay, it was a little bit before then, before, like when March, everything shut down, but we had right. been talking, be like before that, but, mm-hmm. you know, both of us thought we had time before all of this was getting ready to take place. Right. And you know, we're just assuming that everything would be, you know, kind of like everybody else, this might normalize out, but we were, we were set for originally May 20 for this year, actually. Yeah. Okay. And it didn't happen because, of course, every all performances right now are on such backlog. Right. Right. That, yeah. So it's like so many things happening that, you know, we got pushed to 2022. Mm-hmm. So, you know, which is fine for us. But it's nice that, you know, what, where we originally were going to premiere, the date got pushed back. So we ended up having to premiere, you know, which is still a beautiful thing. Like the fact that it's, we're, we were just so thankful sure, that it sure. could even happen. Right. Right. And I wonder too, like how you feel this affected the process. There's no way this was like this pivotal moment in our world did not affect the creation process and what actually came, not just like the way it happened, but what came from it. So can you tell us a little bit about how you guys were communicating, how you were working together and how you think the work kind of evolved due to what everyone was going through? I think what it was, there were up and down days. Like everybody was having up and down days. I mean, everybody around. I mean, some of the best people I know, some of the strongest people I know were like, I'm just down today. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, so we, it was up and down. And, you know, some days were great. Hey, Kyle, check this out. Hey, Jalen, look at this. And then it will be other days where it's just like, I can't today. Mm-hmm. I'm right. just not mentally there today. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I can't today. And, and, and what I loved about me and Kyle, and what I love about me and Kyle, we're so honest with each other. You know, I just I'm not feeling it today or I'm overwhelmed today or, you know, it's really it's it's it's, there's such a beauty, I think, between working with him. He's probably I would have to say um, as much as I have. I I love working with Wayne and I love work, you know, all all the different Mm -hmm. people I've collaborated with over time. But I would say with him, I think it's also such a connection because he's my first black collaborator and there is a sense of self. And there is a sense of love that I can't identify. Mm-hmm. And we just, we operate in that. And um, the way that things have evolved, I think in us ha- being in such a hard time, I think we, you, we, we basically created a kinetic energy to make that painful situation the best outcome. Because honestly, I don't, I don't think it would have been a sonic boom like the way that it is. I mean, it would have been great, but this was a sonic boom because we were we were pushing from everything around us screaming no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. we had never met Kyle before and I just, mm-hmm. we both completely fell in love with him. He's so magnetic. And I, magnetic. I can imagine like that collaborative process with someone like that would be so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but let's go back and talk a little bit about 
um, your other experiences um, mm-hmm. creating music for dance. What was the first time you ever got a commission specifically for dance? Wayne McGregor. Wayne, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And how was that different than maybe some of the work that you do um, by yourself or with other musical collaborators? I think what actually is actually Wayne and I, he, he the only difference I think is Wayne is a choreographer and I'm a composer is both of us love, I think why we were, Wayne and I were such a great match is because we love to bust through the door of tradition mm-hmm. <laughs> and shatter the glass. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> so I think it works very well. And Wayne is just a gem of a person and, you know, just brilliant um, in the way that he thinks and how he, he just understands not only his body, but how the body works and movement of the body and spacing and just the, you know, it, the contracting and expanding of you know the way you the body moves and him having the understanding you know it's 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 beautiful um and to to be to hang with him like in his studio and to watch him in a rehearsal you know it's it's it's, it's very breathtaking because you right. get to see him in body and and trying to work through something at the same time and it's a, there's a beauty, it's, there's such a beauty to that. Yeah. Yeah. How familiar were you with dance before that? Ooh, very. Yeah. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to watch, um, I used to watch all, when they have the Royal Ballet, like the days, the ballet days. I used to watch those. Before. Oh, really? World Ballet Day. World yeah. Ballet Day. <laughs> World ballet day. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I used to watch those. And and, uh-huh. and nobody knew. I never, actually, this is the first time I've ever shared that publicly. Guilty <laughs> pleasure. <No. laughs> I love that. Guilty pleasure. Um, and, and it was so funny because I remember seeing, like, I was like, oh, my God, like, I would watch him and then if things would start to make sense, because I remember the first time when I first met the dancers, I say, God, this person looks familiar. And that person looks familiar. Turns out they were in the, they would be in those rehearsals. Right. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. I love that. They would be in those rehearsals. I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I've known you forever. Or, you know, it's, it was nice. Yeah. Right. And, but I do, I love movement. I have always loved. Um, I'm so fascinated by the way the body can shift in this form, you know, or, or when a person can, they, they just become their body becomes water. I, I love to watch it. Right. I love to, it's so, it's so inspiring. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your collaborative process, how, how it differs when you are creating for movement. Like if you're just making something for yourself or, a, you know, a commission for, you know, just to be appreciated as music mm-hmm. alone, um, mm-hmm. How is that different from, let's say, what when Kyle and Wayne come to you? Do they give you tight parameters? Is it like, okay, I need oh, movements? Gonna, it's like this, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why. No, yeah. because I never. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you because you actually. The first part of your question was when you, you were asking me. You said when I'm strictly when it's strictly for my work, right? You know, for, for my work, movement is always in my head. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm choreographing in my head. Right. And I'm not a dancer, but I can definitely see choreography as when I'm creating something or when I'm in the middle of creating something that's always been even is and it's even more so now. So I never I'm always it's my job for me. Well, it's not even my job. I can't help but to think right. I would say almost like a dancer. Right. Because I would if I were a dancer, this is the way I would want this person to make me feel. And one of my greatest inspirations behind that is watching Eartha Kitt. 
Mm. And the way her versatility in everything she touched, she embodied everything she touched. She could speak, how many languages? I think she could speak seven or nine languages. And then her, and her technique of dance was like something I had never seen. Mm -hmm. So it was, she, she made me want to, every time my music touches whatever palette of a thing is that it embodies it like water and it can merge and it's not forced. And it's really just a very fluid flowing thing. And that's Mm -hmm. actually what made me, what I try to always just with evolving every time I create a piece, because every time I sit down to create a piece, whether it's my music is for a commission of some sort or whoever is for those are practice moments there. You know what I mean? And that's how I always see them. So, but yeah, like Eartha Kitt is the, one of the biggest inspirations for me when it comes to that, because when, if you go back and you watch her work, I mean, she can, she can, she just melts everything she touches and it's because she, you know, so I just, that's what I try to carry out the same way so if I'm dealing with dance then how how are you looking at this because I already have all the answers but now it's like I'm trying to find what is the question and once I find what's the question then now I can go and um I can create you know or try to match what the person is looking for if they're looking for something I think with Kyle he was more so looking for a thing that I naturally could touch. Whereas Wayne was more like, he's looking for a thing, but it was like, Jalen, I want you to run the gamut with this and just, you know, um, and go, you know, because I trust you. And that's such an honor that he did, you know, whereas Kyle's piece is, is, is is conceptually based with, because it's built around Mozart. Right. Right. So it's, yeah, that's, that's the only difference really, but they both trust me just in, you know, just in just in different circumstances of different ways. Sure. Yeah. Right. I, I love that you brought up or the kit. Like that's just, I love that you're <laughs> incorporating these influences that one might not immediately hear. I, I, it always fascinates me to hear, um, you know, how things outside of one's specific genre or base can really just really, um, push you and inspire you like I love I read that you love Anita Baker and you just you brought up jazz and (laughs) what are some of the ways that like different maybe even outside of music you've already brought up dance are there other sources of inspiration that you find yourself bringing into music film film yeah film's a big one um one of my favorite movies is um Kurt two of them Curse of the Golden Flower um, and then the other one uh Memoirs of the Dish of course that's like Mm -hmm. hands down and then there's a um, Moonlight, um, you know, there are just certain films that just grab, like they grab me, the Grandmaster, like certain things like the, the music for the Queen's Gambit was crazy, uh-huh. bananas good. Um, you know, it was just like those types of things, because when the person in audio, when you can create a moment for somebody that is priceless and they the first time they feel it, it's like a, your first high. You never, I mean, not that I get high, but I'm saying it's a first high. You never get that back. Mm-hmm. And that's what I try to, I would love to embody, to be able to create for a person when they're listening to my work that you, it's like, you can never get that moment back. That first feeling you felt, you know, when listening to something that I create, I like to, um, surprise myself you know I think I think that's because if I can surprise me I can surprise you mm-hmm. and that's 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 another like mantra of mine which I call CPU clean precise and unpredictable so I'm if I can surprise you uh-huh. I mean I can, if I can surprise me 
I surely can surprise you, right. you know? And so that's like with my work, I love those moments of um, being able to shift and change without losing the flow of a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So mentioning film for dance uh, was a huge time during COVID for dance to shift to film and kind of create that different audience mm-hmm. perspective. Did you do some similar work like that during COVID at all? Um, no, actually I didn't. I didn't. Um, I was more so me and Kyle, Kyle was like my concentration for most of COVID. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like honestly, yeah. Like we were, he was definitely my concentration for COVID (laughs) because I just wanted us to, you know, I I was, he would see me like, uh, like the virtual rehearsals that he would have and I could see where he was going and you doubt yourself. You have, there's the, there are these moments of doubt when, that are created when you're restricted because you can't do what you know you normally could when you can't you're restricted to only this terrain you know what I mean so yeah there are those moments of doubt and Mm -hmm. you're like is this going to work and I loved him we were so vulnerable with each other and it it was nice it really Mm -hmm. was I've never I've never I've been, I've, I've been, I would say expressive about something I didn't like, but I've never been, Kyle's the first artist I've been vulnerable with mm-hmm. in oh. that respect. Yeah. I love that. And we were both vulnerable and I love that he was vulnerable with me. It wasn't just me. It was also him and we could talk about it. That was, that's what makes, I think the work of Sonic Boom is our mm-hmm. vulnerability <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. yeah. You know, something else that strikes me is that Kyle was also just so, um, I guess open-minded and versatile. Like he, he just consumed so much art and knew and had already dabbled in so many forms of dance and was inspired by all different things. Like even when you said you said film, and then you mentioned in the same breath memoirs of a geisha and moonlight. There, I can't think of two more dissimilar movies. You know, but they both inspire you and you pull something from that. Mm-hmm. Like I can definitely see like why you two would would mesh because you can you pull from so many different things yeah you can and that to me that's there that's that's an art within itself to be honest with you that's an art within itself um and we pull from these different palettes that actually we pull from palettes where most people say well that that mesh of two things shouldn't even work right Mm -hmm. And we make them work. And it's not, but the, but it's not a force of, we forced it together. It was, we just did exactly that. We made it work. Right. And, you know, come hell or high water, it, you know, it, 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 it works. I mean, like these past, we, we, were be, we were in rehearsal one day for almost 14 hours. Um, and, but those, they're worth it. I mean, we were dog tired when we right. left. <laughs> But it was, you know, it was coming together. And that's, 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 that's the beauty of it. And I love my favorite moments is probably watching him watch it come together, looking at his face, watching him, you know, what does he want to change? What does he want to fix? You know, and then we would have notes, you know, traditional having notes after a run and, you know, but I loved watching him you know, I could see him thinking and it it was, it was a beautiful thing to watch and witness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the premiere that happened this weekend. Um, You know, obviously the work had been in in progress for so long. So what were, what was the lead up like to it? What did you feel sitting in the audience watching for the first time? Oh my goodness. So the lead up, first of all, when the dancers first got there, I feel so bad for them because they were coming from London. Oh my goodness. So they kind of got thrown into, (laughs) it's like they got the war. 
time warped into it. So yeah, right. So they were tired, and you know, I just um, I knew these next the coming days were going to be you know they were going to be work heavy days because right. we you know doing a performance for it on a Saturday, and so we they got in everybody pretty much got in like on Monday night, and we um, you know everybody the next day. Now you have to do, you know, you go in your first days, you're getting familiar with the space because it's your first time in the space and mm-hmm. how are things going to be set up? And the first three days for me were crazy because I couldn't play for the first three days. I couldn't practice for the first three days because I was having um, technical difficult, you know, technical difficulties with my new laptop, which was crazy because I specifically bought it just for performance. And so, yeah, and it wasn't, it it turns out the only reason it wasn't working is because I needed the, there was, there's this, there was a situation where there is shared Wi-Fi and then there's the Wi-Fi Wi-Fi. And I was using the shared Wi-Fi, which was slowing my computer down. Right. Right. So I feel that so visceral. And it's like for any podcasting, I'm like, I hate, like, I, I appreciate technology and I try to understand it. But when something goes wrong, it is just it's like worse. And everybody's looking at you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you. Dark computer. Right, right, right. And, and so it just it felt like the worst. And usually, though, I, I never in the back of my mind, in my in my gut, I didn't worry. See, those moments aren't the wor- moments I worry. I worry when things go too smoothly. There you and go. <laughs> I know that. Yes. I'm I like, that. this is too smooth. Wait a minute. Um, what's about to happen during performance? But um, yeah, so it's just like, you know, we went through that and we were doing the run. So I really didn't technically start working until two days before the show. Mm-hmm. And so then I started to, you know, I was warming up and starting to practice. And I was learned the hardest part actually was learning the cue points because there are these moments where in the piece where like the music, it may cut, it like cuts at a very certain point, but at a very crucial point and you have to catch it because it's on B. Mm-hmm. But because I know my sound pretty much like once, you know, and I couldn't read music. So we were having this miscommunication of when something should come in and when it shouldn't, you know, but then when Kyra realized, oh, just come in on, just say, come in on this beat. It was like, oh yeah. Oh, okay. it, yeah. It all makes sense. And so like everything started to work like this. It was, it was beautiful. It really was. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it was. The, and the show night was, it was phenomenal like on the last on the last dance I just I teared up because I was like I can't I couldn't I couldn't believe the dancers pulled it off and I just more so couldn't believe as it's in, in as a collective we pulled it off all together and just mm-hmm. in the hell we went through to do it yeah. it was just it was phenomenal yeah right <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about like the mood of the piece I and mean, we know you sampled the Mozart oh yeah you know, so um but yeah go ahead the mood of the piece is very, it, it changes. It, it's actually, from according to the audience, and it is, I agree with them, it is a lot to embody in one, seeing it only one time. Right. That's one of those performances you have to see two or three times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. And then we had one night and everybody in the audience was like, oh my God, this definitely should have been at least three nights. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so sweet. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, but the, the mood is very, there's a it's it, it's very it's 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 very Kyle but very, 
very Kyle, but in his in his best form, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to say that it's, it, it's in his best form. And I, I love Kyle because one of the things that I just I really what inspires me about him, he is always operating in his best self. And when he feels like he's not, he takes a step back and analyzes himself and then he begins to shift to do what he knows he needs to do. Mm-hmm. So. I think the having that body, you can feel like these sudden changes that he, you know, there would there would be a shift in the piece of like whether it, it wasn't dramatic, but it was very um, it was very in your face. And you would just from piece to piece, you were like, what's going to happen next? Or, oh, my God, I can't wait to see the next piece. That's how he that's how you you were made to feel. I can't wait to see what's the next, you know, what's the next mm-hmm. section? Oh, my God. Right. This section was fabulous. What's the next section? That's how I felt. And a lot of the audience, they were just like, they were mesmerized, you know, just with the, watching it overall. And then with the music and the dancers, they're stunning. I mean, you talk about operating excellence. They're stunning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this um, work had its world premiere at Stanford mm-hmm. Live. What life will it have after this if people want that second, third or fourth viewing? Um, I believe that every show is different. This is something I actually talked to one of the dancers about Martel. Um, we were on downtime and he, we were talking and I said, you know, every performance is different and it's supposed to be because every environment is different. The mood is different. The people are different. Mm -hmm. You know, you may, you may get an audience that is they're clapping because it's like, they feel like they should. (laughs) Versus the audience who's clapping because they're like, they are just mind blown. Right. You know, and usually with this piece, it's, it's very hard not to be mind blown, though, I must say. Um, so it's, you know, you, you every audience is different. And so I'm I love the surprise of that. I don't know. That's that's the beauty of it. I, I, I love that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's a very vulnerable space to be in, but also one of the most beautiful spaces to be in the eye of the storm. Right. You know, so it's, it's very peaceful. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jalen, just before we wrap up, if people wanted to find you and your music, where is the best place to do so? Oh, God, just type in Jalen underscore P. I'll pop up everywhere. Um, My Instagram, um, the like or YouTube, just type in Jalen Black Origami or Jalen Dark Energy, that Jalen autobiography, you know, or just type Jalen it'll all pop up. You might get the <laughs> basketball player at first, Jaylen, which I actually would love to collaborate on a commercial with him since we have the same name. I love okay. that. <laughs> Great marketing. I love yeah, it. Like, I would love to do that. Since we have the same name, we might as well. <laughs> but but that. yeah, you know, that's it would, um, yeah, you could just type in my name. I'll pop up, you know, Spotify, some playlist I made, right. you know, something old that I probably forgot about five years ago (laughs) yeah that's so great well we hope all our listeners go check you out wherever they stream music and if you're um if uh requiem is in their area we go see the show and thank you so much for joining us it was such a pleasure to talk to you thank you thank you both so much again i really appreciate it you guys really understood my schedule thank you (laughs) (laughs) our pleasure
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.